They had reached a snowy white building which towered over the other little shops. Standing beside its burnished bronze doors, wearing a uniform of scarlet and gold was... Yep, that's a goblin, said Hagrid quietly as they walked up the white stone steps towards him. He had a swarthy clever face, a pointed beard, and, Harry noticed, very long fingers and feet. He bowed as they walked inside. Now they were facing a second pair of doors, silver this time, with words engraved upon them. A pair of goblins bowed them through the silver doors and they were in a vast marble hall. About a hundred more goblins were sitting on high stools behind a long counter, scribbling in large ledgers, weighing coins on brass scales, examining precious stones through eyeglasses. There were too many doors to count leading off the hall. Enter, stranger, but take heed of what awaits the sin of greed. For those who take but do not earn must pay most dearly in their turn. So if you seek beneath our floors a treasure that was never yours, thief, you have been warned, beware of finding more than treasure there. Hello, welcome, faithful listener to Wanderlust, and we've made it to the sixth episode. Hooray! Yes. Uh, and to celebrate, guys, we're going to the bank. Uh, yes, <laughs> my favourite. But don't worry, don't worry, listeners. We're not going to be talking about mortgages, for we are going to Gringotts. And there are far more interesting things to talk about there. Things like goblins, dragons, curses, treasure, and Warwick Davis. Uh, working behind the scenes on the podcast are, of course, our brilliant producer, Steph Black, who will be giving us notes as we record to make sure we don't waffle on too much, and Nicholas Ollivander, the tech wizard, whose poor job is to edit out all the waffle that we still end up saying anyway. I'm Alex Scamander, a Hufflepuff, and today I'll be talking about how Gringotts is presented in the Harry Potter movies. And joining me today are... I'm Greta Granger, I'm also a Hufflepuff, and today I'm talking about Gringotts security, listing the many reasons why you'd be mad to rob it. <laughs> Hello, I'm Will Hagrid, uh, Gryffindor, the finest of houses, uh, and I'm so named because you can't see it, but I look a lot like Colin Creevy. Um, <laughs> today, uh, I shall be talking uh, about wizarding monies. Ooh. Ooh. And I am Nick Longbottom, and I will be talking about Goblins. Adam or Ravenclaw? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> well, great. Well, I thought I'd get started off, guys, because the Gringotts motto, which is in Latin, and which I now actually realise I'm going to have to say out loud, <laughs> it is Fortius Quo Fidelius, which I don't know how your Latin is, guys, but oh. that means... <laughs> well, good, because I'll, I'll tell you what it means. It means strength through loyalty, which I actually really like because obviously I'm a Hufflepuff. I love loyalty. Mm. But I think it's actually a rather odd motto for Gringotts because mm. it's the only magical bank. So if there's no competition, loyalty is kind of pointless, really, because where where else are you going to put your money? So I'm not sure it's a befitting motto. I think a motto is more like Gringotts. What other choice you got? <laughs> 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 Well, uh, often to start off uh, with where they filmed, like most locations in the first film was a real location. So it's Australia House, isn't it? Uh, mm -hmm. Which you'll find in London, but we don't go to on our tour because, well, I don't think they would let a tour group in. Let's We'd be, be shocked by kangaroos. I believe they're <laughs> the uh, creatures who guard the Australian embassy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know whether have any of you ever attempted to get in there at all. I've, I've walked beside it. Sorry. 
I've walked. It wasn't an interesting story. I've walked beside oh. it. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Nick, please. I'm glad we stopped for you. Yeah. <laughs> We've all walked beside it, Nick. <laughs> but you yeah. can see from outside. You can look in, can't you? And you, you can see that sort of the green gringotts, um, like chandeliers and stuff. But what I love mm. about it mm. is that obviously you'll find it on the strand. Now, at the end of the strand, uh, which we do walk across on the tours. Mm. Mm. There is a building there, isn't there? Which is the um, South African High Commission. Mm. Uh, it is. Do you always find, guys, that when you walk past it, everyone always taps you on the shoulder and go, I know what that is. That's Gringotts, yes. isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And That's it's the most <laughs> anticlimactic thing to go, no, no, it's yeah. well, yeah. well yeah. we don't really know. It's, it's, sometimes you feel like, because they're so adamant, that you feel like you should just go, yeah, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> there is a building that looks more like the exterior of Gringotts than uh, South Africa House. That building is one Cornhill. Oh, well, so uh, is that- uh, well, no. Um, as, as I'll talk about a bit later, uh, Gringotts is uh, based largely on the Bank of England conceptually, um, and one Cornhill is just next door to the Royal Exchange and uh, moments away from the Bank of England. Uh, so it's it's right where Gringotts should conceptually, inspirationally be, and it looks just like the set. Wow. But, of course, you can actually see the interior of Gringotts somewhere else and the exterior at the Warner Brothers Studios. Mm-hmm. So you can find Gringotts, of course, on the Diagon Alley set, which is incredible to walk on for those of us who have been to the studios. But you can now... Uh, so it's a recent addition, of course, is the interior of Gringotts. Um, now, I've never seen this, and I don't think any of us have, because I don't think any of us have been since this has been added, have we? Uh, no, I haven't been, actually. No, since I Gringotts. Been. Yeah. Have you seen Gringotts? Yeah. Oh, it's really, amazing. really, really good. It might even be the best bit. Oh. Oh. But no, I was just, just going to say, because it might be, some people listening might be wondering as to why there would be a Gringotts in the studios, whereas we've just mentioned that they filmed the first one in Australia House. And mm. that is, of course, because when they came to Deathly Hallows, they did actually build the set in the studios. Um, a lot of the reasoning was to do with the fact they had to destroy uh, Gringotts because there's a dragon that escapes. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's why we, uh, why you're now able to see this set in the studios, which is rather exciting. Mm. Um, But one thing I noticed, I mean, I know we've talked a bit about this before uh, with certain locations, how they do change between movies. And Gringotts is one of them, even though I would say overall, they recreated it fairly accurately. I thought they did a very good job. I think in Deathly Hallows, you wouldn't know that it wasn't the same uh, location. Oh, not at all. No, No, I never know. It's an incredible job. But what is noticeable, to me at least, is how cleaner Gringotts is in Deathly Hallows (laughs) compared to what it looks like in Philosopher's Stone. There's like cobwebs over the chandeliers, over like some of the desks and stuff like this. It's under new management. This is exactly it. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? Because I think Voldemort taking over the ministry isn't such a bad thing after all. Because <laughs> clearly... <laughs> He's evil, but he gets results. Yeah. Say what you like about Voldemort. He's a clean bloke. He's yeah. Yeah. Like- not to mention that uh, the goblins in the first film, they're wearing quite old-fashioned um, clothing, whereas they're wearing really contemporary suits in the <laughs> Hallows. So I think, again, it's like Voldemort going, come on, guys, it's 2011. Uh, <laughs> you think he should be on Project Runway, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got them all yeah. on the panel. He's got, a, he's got a nose for fashion. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, low blow. Well. Bad taste, bad taste. 
Why would you bring that up? <laughs> you know, I'm self-conscious. Um, but also, one thing that's really is quite interesting to me is the masks. The goblins in the first movie, the goblin faces are really quite extreme. Like the noses are massive and the ears are big. Mm. And, mm. Not this, and a, lot, a lot of the time, apart from Grip Hook and the main goblin that Harry talks to at the beginning, who's, mm-hmm. I don't know whether he has a name. Uh, he has no name. I attempted. Goblin, yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't think he had a name either. But um, could be his name. Maybe he had terribly unimaginative parents. <laughs> the yeah. goblin, we'll, goblin. We'll call him Goblin. Goblin, Mr. The goblin. goblin. Um, he loves yeah. his food, so we'll goblin call him well. Goblin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Goblin, Goblin. Um, but they were definitely wearing masks on the whole. Because if you watch the scene again, apart from the main two goblins, no, none of the goblins' faces are moving, and nor do they mm. have eyeballs where they should have eyeballs. <laughs> like it's really. Yeah, I think it's also terrifying. that, like you know, yeah. you see it with the CGI as well. Like the technology advances through the films, so yeah. they clearly mm. they've learned how to do more minimal makeup for. Because Griphook in the final films, he's got much more expression in his face. Completely, um, yeah. So, I think a lot of that is to do with the, the fact there's close-ups, though, isn't there? Like, you don't really see uh, Grip up close in that in the first movie, whereas in no, Deathly Hallows... But you see Goblin Goblin when he leans down and he's all like... Yeah, you know, true. Yeah. Potter, heavy ski. True. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of the extra goblins in Deathly Hallows, actually, like you were just saying, are wearing prosthetics now. And, that, and a lot of them mm. obviously do move, and it's really interesting comparing the two, yeah. to me at least. Yeah. Well, you know, he, there is another reason, of course, why he looks different in the latter films to the first one, because they got a different actor to play the one who brings him to the to the vault. Yes, of um, course, yeah. So, because uh, Griphook is, is the little goblin who goes and is all like, Lamp, please. And yeah, like, my favourite. please. Do you know which actor that is? This I didn't know this. No. I do know. Who is it? It's Vern... Troyer, who is a uh, mini-me in Austin Powers. Well, <laughs> oh, no way! Yeah, yeah. he's but, but. one of the only American actors to appear in the entire uh, franchise. Because um, Warwick uh, Davis voiced Grip Hook, yeah. and then later Warwick Davis was like, well, why can't I just be him in body as well? And so then he like fully <laughs> played Grip Hook. Because you're playing basically every role in Harry Potter, Warwick, that's why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this leads smoothly onto a game I invented, because why not? We can play games called <laughs> yeah. It's Warwick! So, uh, <laughs> who was Grip Hook replaced by in the latter films? I've given you a clue on this one by telling you. Warwick. <laughs> you Is that say, a trick question? You've got to say, it's Warwick. Oh, it's oh, Warwick. It's Warwick. It's Warwick. Um, <laughs> who else? Then we've got it's other... An excellent game. Can, can you do it like the theme tune to Shaft? Where you ask your questions like, who's the guy? Who we go, Warwick. Warwick. <laughs> and then we can go right on. Or, or yeah. Let's absolutely do that. Okay. Who plays... Professor Phileas Flitwick. Do 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 do. Warwick. 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 <laughs> it's Warwick. I suspect you don't know the theme tune to Shaft, Nick. <laughs> I, is that not the theme tune to Shaft? Do, 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 do. I don't know what that was, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, okay. Who also plays Goblin Goblin? Who says, "Does Mr. Harry Potter have his key?" Do 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 do. Warwick. It's Warwick. You heard it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, a beautiful segment. Uh, the long and short of it is Warwick <laughs> plays almost every part in Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, I've got a few yeah. extra Warwick facts. I don't know whether you've got any more, Nick, or whether I can. Uh, no, let's wage Warwick over our facts. <laughs> oh. Very nice. Carry on. That was very nice. <laughs> um, did you know that Warwick Davis's children appear in Harry Potter as well? What? Oh, they don't, do they? They do. They do. They? I, 
In Deathly Hallows, again, it's at the beginning of the Gringotts shot, there are two goblins, uh, one at the front of a cart and one at the back of a cart, pushing it. And they're both his uh, daughter and son doing that. Wow. Oh, that's fun. There is a brilliant anecdote where in the film Philosopher's Stone, when uh, Harry and Hagrid um, are talking to Goblin Goblin, uh, which I love that (laughs) he's accepted now. You heard it here first, people. But so in this scene, when when they get up to Goblin Goblin, uh, Daniel Radcliffe wasn't scared enough. Like the director, Chris Columbus, wanted him to be quite scared of it. Or not scared necessarily, but a bit like unsettled by these new creatures. I remember this. Yeah, so, and and they get up and Dan's not reacting well enough. So Warwick decides, I know, I'm going to make him jump. I'm going to really shout at him uh, to, you know, make him jump. And he does this in the take. He says something like, look at me whilst I'm talking to you! Or something like that. And he like properly goes over the, um, the counter and Dan just laughs. He is not oh. at all scared oh. of this. It just oh, makes him laugh. He is a true Gryffindor. He oh, really oh, is, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. a very fearless chap. I saw on a... This is a tangent, but um, possibly relevant. He was on Ellen DeGeneres, and you know how she often does pranks and stuff oh, to her yeah. guests? She yeah. met him in a caravan um, for some reason. I don't know why. But anyway, they started simulating <laughs> an uh, earthquake, and like people were rocking the van, and they had like a tremor and stuff and soundtracks of, a, of an earthquake. And uh, obviously to try and get Dan to be all like, oh my God. And he was like, what's that? And like flung open the door and saw all these people shaking the van and was like, oh, it's just some people outside. <laughs> so he was like, well, that fact, he wasn't scared at all. No, so, cool. Dan. Yeah. Dan Radcliffe, a genuinely chilled and brave man. Yeah. I heard a rumour that he interrupted someone being mugged and he stopped, he intervened. I don't know if that's true at all, but... I remember it should be that said that our producer Steph Black is saying that was Tom Hardy. No, no, I'm again. I'm going to contest it. I remember reading this. It mm. was that because someone made a joke about imagine getting mugged and then Harry Potter just appears and is like back. And then there was a whole joke about Expelliarmus and stuff. So meet me outside, <laughs> Steph. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to. Well, just to wrap up some of the sort of things that happen within the film. So one thing that's quite fun is the coins in both. It, the the first movie and the last movie. Um, in the first one, they were metal. Uh, they were all metal, and apparently they kept disappearing. Um, so they had to create them in plastic for the last one just because they couldn't afford to keep losing all these metal props. Brilliant. And I would like to highlight that uh, a scene, a brilliant scene that happens in Gringotts, which is in the last movie, where I, Helena Bonham Carter, of course, shows a fantastic bit of acting where she is playing Hermione. Now, what's lovely mm. about this is that I think Helena did a lot of work for this. Apparently, she invited Emma over to her house to discuss Hermione, which I Aww. think is really sweet and really mm. kind of brilliant, actually. Like, like, not a lot of actors will do that. Yeah. Uh, mm. yeah. So, Gringotts Bank and its, its exalted history. Um, not much in the canon about the, the history of, of Gringotts. We know it was founded in 1474 by a goblin called Gringot. What? Um, not Goblin yeah. Goblin. Not Goblin Goblin. No, no, no. He's he's not that old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very obviously based on the Bank of England. Yeah. It's uh, it, it functions very, very much like the Bank of England as well. It's not a merchant bank in the modern sense. It's it's not like your high street bank. They make most of their money from borrowing and lending and financial speculation and currency markets and. Um, all the, the the financial wizardry that you can do with money. Gringotts doesn't. Um, Gringotts' sources of income seem to be hiring out their massive, very safe vault uh, to uh, the wizarding world to store valuables and, and gold and minting money, which they presumably do, and stealing yeah. treasure from tombs. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, I've got something about this later. 
Yeah. It's actually, the Bank of England is richer than Gringotts. That's impressive. The <laughs> amount of gold inside the vault underneath the Bank of England, just like Gringotts, it is an extraordinary amount. There are 5,659 tons of gold, possibly 3% of all the gold ever mined in human history underneath the Bank of England. Um, Not not all of it's their property. Um, A lot of it, like Gringotts again, uh, is gold owned by merchant banks, uh, (laughs) which they pay the the Bank of England to, to store for them. Um... I uh, did a little bit of maths, uh, Steph. I <laughs> promised I wouldn't, but I did. Um, and I worked out. <laughs> Steph, the producer, is just saying, no! Um, one ton of gold uh, is worth £33 million. Uh, pounds. And, uh, yeah, so one simple sum. Uh, the Bank of England, underneath it, has £186,747,000,000. That's a lot. Wow. That's that's a <laughs> lot. one number, Steph. One number. <laughs> <laughs> one bit of maths. There's only yeah. one bit of maths. Well, man just loves maths. <laughs> going back to Egypt, as we were talking about with yeah, yeah. Gringotts that we had there, did we know? Obviously, we've got dragons that guard the Gringotts in Diagon Alley, but do we know sphinxes guard the Gringotts in Egypt? Which I that's thought was fun. Quite, wow. Good. And they ask you questions, riddles, don't they? And if you get them wrong, they kill you. They yeah. do. Like, cause are they as good as kangaroos, though? That's the real question. <laughs> no, I don't think they can afford kangaroos. They're real no. high-end security. Yeah. The, the wizarding economy is fun. There's loads of essays on this. Yeah. Um, and when I say loads, I mean three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the wizarding world has three coinages. The galleon, made of gold. The sickle, made of silver. And the nut, or canut, opinion is divided, uh, made well, of bronze. I, yes, I'd like to jump in with that, because it is actually... Oh, yeah, go on. It is canut, uh, according to what is no longer called Pottermore, the artist formerly known as Pottermore. It, they, it is officially <laughs> it is officially canut. And I've said it for years, and I was laughed at by some people. But yeah, sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I'm sure a lot of listeners won't know it is nut. It isn't nuts, sorry. A lot of listeners probably would have assumed it's nuts. It is nuts, though, in the same way. (laughs) It is is absolutely nuts. It's nuts. But it is not pronounced nuts. I still dispute it. Uh, Fair enough. (laughs) Actually, the the etymologies of the coins are rather good fun. Um, So, knut, if you like. Um, (laughs) I do. General opinion uh, says that this is based on uh, the name King Canute. Uh, which I think is nonsense. Um, mm, yeah. it, it seems to be based purely on the fact that the words sound similar. Um, <laughs> knut has other possible etymologies as well. Uh, if it were nut, it could be as in nuts and bolts. Um, oh, the yeah. nuts are the pretty much useless uh, round hole bits that you, uh, you you screw onto bolts to make them more secure um, and reflects the fact that uh, inexpensive currencies in ancient times often had holes in the middle. I cannot believe it. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the silver sickle, um, general opinion says it's derived from the word shekel, uh, which makes a lot of sense. The the shekel is the the ancient Israeli currency. Obviously, it also comes from the word sickle, the actual word, uh, Mm. which is a cutting tool uh, frequently used by druids to cut mistletoe. Um, Yeah. I, I wondered about this. Is the fact that the sickle is made of silver why lupin is so poor? Oh, I mean, it doesn't stop him having galleons, does it? 
because, well, nuts are useless, so he can only be a big spender. Um, there's all sorts of, of possible fun to be had with sickles. The the, the symbol um, for a sickle uh, in the Wizarding World is very obviously a stylized actual physical sickle. It's the, the cutting thing. They're, they're sort of mm. curved round, and um, you cut with the inside of them. Um, Much beloved by communists. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, exactly, exactly. Um, it could well be JK having a, a subtle dig at the, uh, the Muggle... Um, um, uh, economic system. Uh, a couple of reasons to think that. Um, she's based the ludicrous um, money system on uh, the the old British imperial system. Uh, pounds, shillings, pence, and guineas. Um, Sickle, of course, uh, gets its first letter from uh, shilling. Uh, Galleon gets its first letter from guinea. Um, nut doesn't. Uh, or canut. <laughs> I like how you're getting increasingly angry the more you have to say. By the end, you just got smacked out the microphone. Will's gone I will. Nuts. I will. <laughs> Will's gone mad, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, also, in Hagrid's heart, in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, at one point there is an actual hammer and sickle. Is oh, there? Really? Oh. So Hagrid is communist. Yeah, well. it appears then disappears, but it's a definite, deliberate Easter egg. <laughs> you are the least uh, inconspicuous spy we have ever assigned. <laughs> Send you to the West and you'll bring back a large information. <laughs> well, if communist Russia wanted dragons. Um, well, anyway. Yeah. Um. <laughs> one, one thing that one of these essays actually brought up, which I thought was quite interesting, was that how Gringotts doesn't give out loans to wizards or witches yeah. who are starting yeah, up yeah. like new businesses. So obviously the, the Weasley twins, they can't run their own business until Harry gives them his money from the Triwizard Tournament. So it's a very, like you were saying, Will, a very old system that they have. It doesn't yes. really encourage innovation at all. Wait, how old are the twins at that point? Would they have been given a loan if they were too young? They're showing initiative. What's what's aid? <laughs> <laughs> also, they've got that aging up potion. They could just take a sip of that, go in there with their old white beards, and then bish bash. And the bosh. goblins would be like, "Oh, you've got white beards. Here's your loan." <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't actually look at any documents or anything. Works for Santa. So, so yeah, galleons. Uh, the the final one, the gold one, the the best one. Um, madly fluctuating value. Uh, J.K. says that they're supposed to be about uh, a fiver in value, maybe three to five pounds. Uh, someone else has worked out that it's more like four pounds ninety-three uh, mm. based on the, the actual uh, number of uh, sickles in a, a galleon and the number of uh, canuts in a <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, um, But yeah, uh, the etymology there, it's galleon ships. It's it's um, yes. the, the Spanish treasure-filled ships which were attacked by English pirates. Which, given how Gringotts gets a lot of its money, makes a lot of sense. Perhaps they uh, they sponsored pirating exhibition uh, exhibitions and expeditions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come to our exhibition. On <laughs> the final etymology of this uh, this 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 fun uh, journey into etymologies is uh, the etymology of Gringotts itself, or Gringot, which of course comes from Ingot, uh, which is a um, a little gold bar. Oh. Oh. How does one guard all of this gold? Well, can anyone answer me? I can answer you! So, <laughs> what we have, we have a multitude of different abilities to guard your vault at Gringotts. And I feel like I'm taking you guys on a tour. Yes, but let's pitch <laughs> yeah. me a... I'm, I'm a potential wizard investor and I have much gold. <laughs> so, <laughs> welcome, Wizard Longbottom. I have a ring of power. Where <laughs> shall I store it? So, shouldn't you who, be... Who was that? Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> It's 
Warwick Davis. (laughs) (laughs) Then this must be Harry Potter. (laughs) What security do you have? (laughs) So what we have is we have a multitude of different things. We have the Gemino curse, which is a curse that creates a copy of an object. So this was actually used on the Lestrange Vault. And what you do, you put this on a, a bunch of objects and then it starts to multiply when someone tries to steal it. So the copies, obviously, then they don't, continue they say sort of rot over time so you need to find the actual one you can't just take a copy but like well i've got it so (laughs) but what's so brilliant is is if someone breaks into your vault by the time they figured out which one of the real coins the coins have multiplied so much that they're going to crush the person that's trying to take your stuff so it's got almost like a great irony to it it actually comes from the word gemini which means to double which is why the star sign gemini has twins so there you go guys Another one. What other security do you have? <laughs> Another one we have with the number. I don't know why you're getting more and more aggressive the more we're talking about this. Yeah. I think because so- Nick is getting more aggressive. <laughs> I'm Gandalf. I have limited time. <laughs> well, another one we have is the, the flagrante curse. Now, this is a curse that causes objects to burn you. So it comes from the Latin word flagro, which means I burn. So there's a couple. Uh, uh, we also have vaults that, of course, means you can get sucked in. Do we remember in the first potty book where Griphook strokes the door and then they say that yeah. if you try and rob it, you're going to get sucked in and they check it only yeah. 10 years. Do we think he was being serious with that? Because that's really yes. sinister. The yeah. goblins yeah. do not care for anyone else that is, you know, for any other person that is not a goblin. Like, they wouldn't care if someone's in there for 10 years. No, they're quite, oh, they, uh, quite callous creatures. Yeah. Also, potentially, when, as we've established, when Voldemort takes over and obviously makes everything a lot cleaner, maybe he does insist they check, like, every fortnight or something. <laughs> you know, go, can't, you don't, don't want corpses in the vaults. Maybe he's worried about HR, you know. Yeah. You don't want people yeah. complaining. I mean, the hygiene would be terrible yeah. if all these rotting corpses. So, yeah, I can imagine Voldemort's a bit like... It would stink out the place. You can see why. What other security <laughs> measures do you have? <laughs> well, we also have everyone's favourite, the probity probe, which is described in the Deathly Hallows as being a long, thin, golden rod. Do you know what this reminds me of, guys? Do you remember when... The- I don't want to know, Greta. No? I don't want to know. This is clean, I promise. This is cleaner than Voldemort's Gringotts. Did you remember when <laughs> the public voted for a boat to be called Boaty McBoatface? I kind of remind yes. me of that a little bit. It's just the Proby McBoatface. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's <laughs> a great name. I love that J.K. Rowling puts so much work into the names like using Latin and everything. It just is good for uh, probity probe. That's what I mean. It's like she lost a bet a little bit there. But yeah. um, Does it probe things? It do- Well, it kind of probes inquisitively into magic rather than you personally, which is good. It probes. It's a dark magic <laughs> it detection. It is <laughs> We also have, finally, we have the thief's downfall as well, which is like a waterfall that goes directly over the tracks of the mining carts in Gringotts. So it's supposed to wash away concealment or enchantments. So there's quite a few mm. security measures mm. going on in Gringotts. So you would be mad to rob yeah. it. Yeah. That does yeah. sound secure. Yes. I have a burning <laughs> question for you. Yes. What is Vault 713? <laughs> well, Vault 713 is one of our finest vaults that we offer here, sir. So this is a combination <laughs> of two numbers. We have lucky number seven and, of course, yes. unlucky number 13 that it's paired with. So it's almost like a balance. Contradictory. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah it's just, they've just cancelled each other out then. It's yeah, it's, very it's neutral, a, a neutral vault. It is, but it keeps people guessing as to whether it's a seven-day or a 13-day. But obviously, huh. seven is one of J.K. Rowling's favourite numbers because, of course, we have seven Weasley kids, seven positions on the mm-hmm. Quidditch team, seven books. But, guys, my favourite thing about it is if you write Vault 713 backwards, it's 317. 
if you put a slash in there, it becomes a date. It becomes the 31st of July, which is... <gasps> Harry's birthday! It is Harry's birthday. It's also J.K. Rowling's birthday. It's also, most importantly, the day after Neville Longbottom's birthday. Uh, but also, there's hey. actually quite a bit of a conspiracy theory. There's lots of things to do with gold that have happened on that day throughout the years. So I'm just going to give you a couple, guys. So we have, on the 31st of July, 1928, the American sprinter Elizabeth Robertson won gold in Amsterdam. We also not have a coincidence. not a coincidence. Also, the thirty first of July, nineteen thirty eight, archaeologists found gold plates from King Darius. So, oh, that's fun. I think this is all why J.K. Rowling picked this one date for them to go to Vault Seven One Three. So there you go. Nick, what goblins do you have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, tell you what that reminds me of, though. Um, goblins. Yeah. Goblins are a race of small humanoid supernatural beings originating in European folklore since the Middle Ages. Um, they're nearly always consistently depicted as like small, grotesque, mischievous, cunning creatures, um, and nearly always greedy and covetous of gold, much like dragons. Um, there are obviously loads of different depictions of goblins in uh, literature, um, generally always as villains. Uh, so you've got in Tolkien, in Warhammer, in Narnia, in Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, obviously, in Harry Potter, they are described as clever as they come, goblins, but not the most friendly of beasts, mm. uh, which tallies with lots of what we've been saying about how they've got pretty punitive security measures and so forth. Mm. Um but there are actually a f several different species of goblins. There's the red cap goblin, which is meant to dye its hat with human blood. That's an Anglo-Scottish yes. border wow. folklore. Doesn't Ramus teach them about red caps? Oh, yes, he does. Red caps and hinky punks. Yeah? Yes, he does. Oh, well done, producer Steph, Steph Black, who uh, once again knew more than me. Uh, <laughs> there is the Eric King, which is kind of a malevolent goblin from German legend. Yeah, many, many species of goblins. Goblins, curiously, have their own brand of magic, which they can perform similar to house elves without the use of a wand, um, which I thought was interesting, because there are several creatures in the Harry Potter world that can use magic without wands, suggesting that yeah. they kind of have a deeper, more earthy and natural connection to magic than perhaps humans do. Mm. Yeah. Um, but they're also uh, fantastic metalsmiths, of course, as well as having uh, financial skill. Um, they have great silverwork abilities, and much of their silverwork is prized. Sirius Black's uh, family have dishes which were finest 15th century goblin wrought. Um, and there are, you know, various references in the book to people owning um, goblin silver and so forth. And, of course, a very famous goblin is Ragnuk the First. Do you guys remember Ragnuk? Uh, not the first one. Um, <laughs> 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 I read the same, but yeah, tell me. Uh, he's king of the goblins in the time of Godric Gryffindor. Um, oh, right, of course. And yeah. as, as king, he was also one of their finest silversmiths. And uh, interestingly, in goblin culture, the ruler does not work less than the subjects, just more skillfully. It's interesting yeah. because, like, you know how a lot of fans uh, kind of insist there should be stories about the marauders? Tell us stories about the uh, the founders of Hogwarts. Yeah. Like, I want to know about, you know, a yeah. time when Godric Gryffindor was, you know, there when the king of the goblins was, mm. unless I misheard what you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, there's a, there's, a whole, yeah. Um, there's a whole bit of drama going on here. Yeah, basically like, that, that, that's far more interesting, I think. Spin-off. I'm sure... Given time, oh. <laughs> yeah. given time, there will be a spin-off, absolutely. I hope so. But he, he forges the sword of Gryffindor. By the time he finishes the sword, he likes it so much that he tries to steal it back from Gryffindor, um, and he mm -hmm. sends various subjects to uh, steal it from him. 
Godric Gryffindor fights them all off, but then a legend spawns from this that uh, uh, the goblins own Godric Gryffindor's sword and it was stolen. So uh, if you remember in the books when Grip Whippwick is like, I want the sword as my yeah. uh, prize because that sword mm. does not belong to you. Mm. Um, I mean, talk because, about having a grudge. I know. But yeah, the interesting poses a question of why wizards would need a sword, but I researched into this of why they would, why Godric would want a sword when he's a wizard. But uh, it's because wizards in the Muggle world for centuries were required to defend themselves, and it was considered unsporting to use a wand on a Muggle. Uh, oh, so you know, but stabbing them, they is would fine. stabbing them <laughs> is fine. So there'd be many accomplished duelists in the wizarding world, including Godric Gryffindor. Hmm. Hmm. Do the outro, Alex. Do the, <laughs> Do the no. I, I want to hear a fact, Creta. Oh yes, sorry. Right, so yes. <laughs> So there is a, this amazing story that producer Steph sent me, and this actually ties in, Alex, with what you were saying earlier about the gold mm. going missing and them having to create plastic ones. We know oh, who yeah. was pinching them. Do who? We? Who? It was Alan Rickman. We, we, we clearly don't. <gasps> what? <laughs> it was. It was Alan Rickman. So this story actually comes from Jason Isaacs, who of course plays Lucius Malfoy. Mm. And Jason yeah. said that Alan was so notorious that he pinched a bunch of the Gringotts coins. And Jason was amazed because he put in a request to take one daily profit and he was denied. But he was getting really annoyed because Alan Rickman was walking out with big wow. pots of gold underneath his coat every day. And no one's going to stop Alan Rickman, are they? Because he's a treasure. That's really interesting. Yeah. I enjoyed your fact, Greta. Thank you. Yeah, that was really good. That's interesting. It seems uh, like people didn't think he was up to something. Oh, nice. <laughs> Do you think he took 394 uh, gold coins? I took 394 <laughs> Um, do the outro, Alex. <laughs> do the outro. <laughs> okay. Uh. Well, here we are at the very end. And thanks, faithful listeners, for listening this week and delving into the depths of Gringotts with us. If you enjoy following Harry's journey, then don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, so you can catch up with us next time as our wanderlust takes us to one of the busiest stations in London. Waterloo. <laughs> No. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Of course. That's right. Hold on to your owl cages. We are going to King's Cross. See you uh, next time. Mischief managed. Goodbye. So uh, sad. It's gonna. It's gonna be one of the trademarks of my hosting. <laughs> A gentle goodbye. Yeah.